Educators want to stay fresh with literacy instruction, but are so busy with students, they don't always have the time. All year long, Choice Literacy publishes and delivers the best K-12 literacy practices so that educators can grow their students as readers and writers with choice in literacy. Welcome to the Big Fresh Choice Literacy Podcast. I'm Ruth Ayers. Reading is not optional. Walter Dean Myers. The Magic of Whole Class Reading Experiences by me, Ruth Ayers. My son Jordan is a varsity wrestler. If someone you love is a varsity wrestler, then you know that winter Saturdays are dedicated to tournaments where multiple matches are wrestled. We spend a lot of time in the bleachers watching Jordan and his teammates work to win. I'm always struck by the constant tension that comes from a delicate balancing act. Wrestlers need to come in underweight, but they don't want to be too far under. During a match, they are constantly shifting to defend or shoot, balancing their hips so that they are not too high, but high enough to get the needed leverage, and changing the tie to make their opponents unstable. Each wrestler needs to make their own choices, yet, in practice, they are given specific moves to practice and perform. Of course, this has me thinking about literacy instruction because for me, everything is always one heartbeat away from literacy instruction. We engage in a delicate balancing act when it comes to student choice. For many of us, there is a tension between authoring students' choice as readers and finding magic in whole class reading experiences. Our contributors know this tension because they walk it every day in their own classrooms and schools. I'm excited to share several articles that have pressed my thinking and helped me stay current with this balancing act of empowering student choice while at the same time engaging in whole class texts. You won't be disappointed to find tips for selecting inclusive texts from new contributors Hannah Tills and Josie Stewart. Direction for Criteria When Selecting Whole Class Texts from Christy Rush-Levine, and a myriad of ways to empower choice when reading a teacher-selected text by Tara Barnett. We round out the topic with a nod to an encore video and a course that will continue to uplift choice for students as readers. Our free-for-all section offers a glimpse into this timeless topic. So Kathy, this week I wrote about uh, a balancing act because I'm spending so much time in the bleachers watching Jordan wrestle. And I just was really struck by how so much of what he does as a wrestler is about balancing. Yes, your article, uh, your big lead there struck me, Ruth, because it's everything seems like it's such a balance all the time, right? And your point about how just watching him in wrestling sort of brought you to literacy. And Ruth, why does everything sort of bring us back to literacy? But it does. <laughs> it does. And so I, I think, um, you know, everything right now, like you said, is this balancing act. And it's like this tension to just to, to make things work. And so I was super excited about the articles to share this week, because it's from contributors who are, they're walking this walk. And um, really what we're thinking about this week is how uh, 
shared text experiences can open the door for choices as readers. Yes, I really, it was interesting to read each article individually, Ruth, but then also to think about it as a whole. And I'll be honest, it also took me back, I don't know if this happens to you, Ruth, but the January 14th articles were about being present, that presence. And I feel like right now teachers are juggling so much and kids are juggling so much as well. And I felt like the January 14th collection of articles reminded me that it's okay to just like pause and be present in that space and let go of everything that's happening outside and just be there with the kids and make those decisions. And that's what I felt like this week's collection, I guess it kind of shaped my thinking because it was really taking a look at how do we make those decisions about the text we're gonna share as a community and the conversations we're gonna have that will help our readers to grow and help them move forward and give them space. And I think right now, when I think about kids, they really need that community and that space. Exactly. And then with just that um, lens of choice. So um, when we have a whole class text, then what do the choices look like for readers and how do we set them in motion uh, for the future to continue making choices? And so in the free for all section, there's a couple great articles just about doing the way that a whole class text can can shape uh, shape kids as readers. Yeah, I think in the first article there in the collection, Ruth, by Tammy Mulligan, that interactive read aloud in the whole class notebook, she's talking about how having that conversation together was so important. And she was trying to find a way to trying to find her way into that. But I love where she says, read aloud becomes the heart of our teaching. Um, that magic being when the text, the students and their thinking all come together. And then I think about the impact that that has, that shared experience on the work that kids are doing in the classroom. And Tammy touches on that in her article. And it really has me thinking about that kind of push and pull we do. I'm always struck by the way that Tammy's talking about students and talking about the work that's happening in her classroom. And I think this article, uh, one of the things I really loved about it was the, the way that she was sharing uh, images, the anchor charts that kids were, were creating uh, as they were, were sharing their response to the whole class text. You know, Kathy, I was also reminded uh, Tammy has a, has a session in our elementary contributor course about empowering choice. And she's talking about empowering choice during shared reading. And it's just a phenomenal um, session module within that course that I think readers would really enjoy going and checking that out. Yeah, I think it's a really, really an art and it comes through in a lot of Tammy's articles, that ability to take those conversations we have as communities and really use them to empower the children in the room and the learners and what they're doing. And I think uh, her courses, her articles all speak to that. You know, it really made me, uh, as I was reading through Ruth, also think a little bit about the ways we guide those conversations. And while we're talking about the free-for-all section, that whole class conversations for read aloud by Melanie Swider. 
was another one that really helped me to think through all those little steps that we put in place to support kids as they do that deeper reading work. And I think that both of these articles really helped us to see how we step from that literal understanding and reading to that more inferential thinking and how doing that together as a community then helps kids go out and do that on their own. Both of these articles, they pack a lot in to a short read. Um, And I just am really enamored by the way, like after reading Melanie's article, I'm like, oh, I could go and do that uh, right away in my classroom and really uh, just lift the level of those whole class conversations in order to um, just help kids become even stronger readers. You know, Ruth, you're like I am. We've had the ability to be in a lot of classrooms and it's always such a gift to watch teachers. And one of the things I always find fascinating is when I watch that community instruction, those shared experiences, to think through all the decision-making that a teacher has done in that time. And one of the most important ones can be that book selection. And I really appreciated the way the articles that were in the member section spoke to that, how we make those decisions. Chrissy Rush-Levine's article, What Criteria Should We Use When Selecting Whole Class Text, really gets at that uh, decision-making of thinking about the class we have in front of us and the things that um, we value about the books that we're sharing with our groups. And she really puts that into a concrete way for us to think about making very strong selections for our readers. Yeah, I was excited about Christy's article. Um, yeah, the opening starts, uh, she shares just words from her sixth graders. So it's what are students uh, thinking? It's their response to, she poses the question, do you think it is important for students to be reading stories that include a wide variety of characters? such as different races, religions, abilities, genders, et cetera. And it it must've been like a Google form because then we see these responses of what our students have to say and not a single one responded, no, that's not important. And so then she, she has shared the criteria that she uses when selecting text and, um, when I was looking at, at her article, along with Hannah Tills and Josie Stewart, and then when we were, I saw those free-for-all articles, some past articles that have been on the site, I just realized that this is, you know, this is a conversation that's not about grade level. This is really a conversation that, that spans, um, spans school. And how can we continue to use text Um, whole class text in a way that's opening doors for kids. And the criteria that Christy outlines here, I just think is really essential for all of us to take a look at. I think that Josie and Hannah really push at that piece that we all wrestle with. Right now, there's a lot of pressure on the books that we're selecting to read with our kids. And yet our kids that are sitting around us all come from different stories. And we really want to find ways to lift those marginalized voices and bring everybody into our conversation. And I think they really do a good job of taking a hard look at the challenges we face and the way we need to grow in our book selection. And that article really brought me pause and made me think a lot about the types of books I'm bringing and the authors and the voices that I'm sharing with my students. 
Yeah, it's such a special thing, right? That we get to do as teachers. We get to choose some of these whole class um, reads that kids are being exposed to. And so it is good to think, just think through some of the, the things that we want to consider when we're selecting those texts. I love the title of Tara Barnett's uh, article, Honoring Student Choice in a Teacher Chosen Text. So Tara is a middle school teacher, uh, a seventh grade language arts teacher, and her grade level part of the curriculum is to read The Breadwinner by Deborah Ellis. And in this article, she's sharing how she gives student choice when they're reading within um, a whole class uh, novel. Yes, this was really an interesting article to read because she really releases that control of how they're going to go through the book. Like instead of just everybody listening to her read, she gives her kids these other options. And it was interesting to kind of think through how you might make that work for your classroom and your community. I loved her point at the end was, you know, some of those complications that you might expect and how she worked through them. But most of all, what she learned by having the trust to give kids the space to make those decisions. And I, I don't know about you, Ruth, but I always find that so interesting. There are those, just those places in our literacy workshop and that dance between those shared experiences and choice where it just sometimes as a teacher feels a little uncomfortable. Like I know I need to make a change in what I'm doing and I know I need to trust a little more, but it's so hard. And the kids always, always nail it. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but I always find myself going, no, why didn't I just let them take that over a long time ago? And so I love that she pushes to remind us that to make those adjustments and to trust the kids in that work. Yeah, I am. Um... I wholeheartedly agree with that. And, you know, I don't know if you can have a spoiler at the end of a professional article, like if it, but um, in case this would be a spoiler alert, because I'm going to (laughs) share, you know, the ending of her article, I was so struck by it. And she wrote, giving students choice in reading can feel risky, but if we're going to embrace class text because of the very real, real value they can have for our kids, we owe it to them to find ways to return choice to their hands. And I thought like that summed it up so well. Something that uh, Tara shares in this article is uh, the survey that she gives her students for how they decide, like how they're going to read the reading choices they have within um, within this unit of study. And then also she shares her pacing calendar that she gives students so that they can determine the pace they're going to read um, the assigned text. And I thought that those two were really uh, just kind of Uh, extra sweet spots of the article. Yeah, when I think about the collection as a whole, Ruth, I'm just sitting here thinking right now about how teaching is such a dance. It's such an art and a science, right? It's the ability to be able to kind of know the kids that are sitting around us in the community and what we've done and where we want to go and finding just those right texts to speak to us and those right opportunities for kids to take over that work. And it really made me think about the importance of the article by Gwen Blumberg about a step-by-step guide to creating a screening team in the leader's lounge. Because I think in order for us to really be able to do that artful work of being present, we also really have to understand the science of teaching. And we really have to know the kids in front of us, right? 
And so she talks about in this article about the way that she uses um, a team of people to help with some of those big screening assessments that we do in our buildings across the year. And um, the way they've thought through this plan so that teachers can have some help and support with getting some of that screening information done and then getting that information that you need to really do the stance that we've seen in the contributors' articles. Yeah, Gwen, uh, she just does such a fabulous job of laying this out as a step-by-step. I think it's something that, that many schools or districts are considering, like we want this personalized assessment information, and yet it can be really cumbersome to, to find the time for a classroom teacher to find the time to do that. And so uh, Gwen is laying out the steps for a screening team. She's a, a new contributor to Choice Literacy, and I think that her voice is incredibly strong and she has so many wise insights. So at the end of that article, um, our link to some other articles that she's recently written, um, everything that she's written is recent because she's a new contributor and they just, um, they're, they're really helpful for those who are literacy leaders in their schools. Yeah. And I, you know, I couldn't help but think about this one. This one really brought me pause because there is a lot to think about in collecting those screening assessments. And more and more, I think, as we try to get a full picture of our readers and writers, not just you know, one little piece of information, but a full picture of all the things they're bringing into their literacy experience. This is a really good conversation as an instructional leader to have with your principal, with your teacher teams, with your community, because I feel like there are things to weigh here that the teacher in me knows that sitting beside kids and doing these assessments is so powerful. I learned so much just by how quickly they do things, the way they go about the work. At the same time, some of the assessments are really so black and white, especially on that screening side, that having some help and support can free up time to do other things. But I feel like uh, when she's talking about in step, she gives those four steps for getting the squad together. And I think that talking with teachers is important because I'm thinking across grade levels and across teacher teams, what that need might be can look very different. And so this is really something that brings the whole community together to think about how we can work together to support one another and to help get that information that will allow teachers to do that important work of meeting the needs of their kids in their classrooms. It is about this collaborative approach and recognizing the strengths of one another and just working together. Uh, I am so excited about this week's coaching minute. It's called Taking Risks, and it's from uh, somebody who's new to the site. Uh, Mary Brower is an instructional coach. And so, Kathy, you know that I was an instructional coach at the same district uh, for for more than a decade. Um, And Mary, when I moved into my new role, Mary then is the instructional coach at that at, at the district where I I've grown up in. And so I was so excited to be able to feature her here on uh, on the site, but what she shares is so powerful. So um, I don't know, you know, listeners, some people love videos, some people shy away from videos. This is a quick video. It's a minute and 14 seconds where Mary is 
sharing a way to encourage leaders and teachers who are taking risks. And um, on the site, there's a download to uh, an inspirational story that Mary uses. And then she writes a note uh, to the person that she noticed something about the risk that they're taking um, and how powerful it is to be able to acknowledge when we see people taking risks. You know, it's so interesting, Ruth, I'm sitting here thinking about all the articles together in this particular video and thinking about how all of them really are about that having our feet in the space we're in now, you know, being able to be responsive to where our students are, where teachers are in the building, the things that are going on. And I think her video speaks to that. And so does Brian Seppe's article, uh, Coffee EDU. I thought this was a really fun idea to just bring teachers together for about 15 minutes on a topic that was sort of pulling in everybody right at the time. You know, I think when I think about my work as a instructional leader and as a literacy coach, you kind of sit down early in the school year and you plan out this year, but then all these things happen along the way where people need support. And I love this opportunity to bring everybody together for those shared conversations in just a such a quick, friendly kind of way. Yeah, Brian is, I'm just really impressed by the ideas that he shares. He is our featured contributor this month. So you're finding, we're finding, you know, lots of articles from him are popping up here in the Big Fresh. Um, and he, he is so intentional about building trust among his colleagues. Um, so if people, he is super active in social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. TikTok is kind of his go-to <laughs> social media platform. Um, do you watch him there, Kathy? I, I you know, I think I'm going to have to go stalk him. My feet hasn't taken, taken me into that side. I'm going to have to go look at this. Yeah, he he's just um, super intentional about engaging in relationships and um, this, you know, his his feet are on the ground and he's present where he is. And this article is something that, you know, anyone can recreate in their school. And I think what they'll find is it develops relationship and builds trust among colleagues. Well, and I think as a instructional leader, you know, really you're wanting to have the pulse of the people that you're working alongside and let them lead where you're headed and, be able to do what it is they feel like they need to do. And I think this article and Brian's work really speaks to putting teachers in the front end for them to have that choice and how they're going to move forward. At Choice Literacy, we know that you want to be an educator who makes students' lives better through literacy. In order to do that, you need access to comprehensive literacy practices delivered in a way you will actually use. With over 150 in-the-field contributors, we understand the pressure to reach a variety of needs and not enough time to do it, which is why we hold true to workshop tenets like choice and share practical ways to plan and deliver literacy instruction straight to the point of student need. You can find links to all of the articles discussed in the show notes or sign up for the Big Fresh so you can have the links delivered directly to your inbox. Keep growing readers and writers by offering choice in literacy.